Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherline. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. for joining us for chatting over chowder we're so excited to have you yeah Woo! i'm so excited thank you <laughs> so what i do um before we get into the questions is read your bio to you because you should know who you are <laughs> i love it tell me who i am <laughs> so who you are is terry lomax married in burden is a globally recognized podcaster speaker and brand strategist the founder and visionary for the Mocha Girls Pit Stop blog and co-founder of Her Space Podcast, also now known as Cultivated Her Space Podcast. Yes. That, that was so smooth. <laughs> Some, like water. Terry <laughs> empowers entrepreneurs to leverage social media and personal branding to grow their audience, impact, and bank accounts. Whether you want to start a podcast, write a book, or build a trustworthy brand, Terry can help you, help you cultivate a meaningful connection with your community so you can serve them and make an impact. Learn more about her free resources and online courses in our show notes. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. <laughs> I have the pleasure of speaking to you on a weekly basis. Um, Sherline has the pleasure of speaking to you on like by monthly basis. Um, so hashtag I win. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't and expecting that, but I feel you, Bethany. <laughs> hashtag I win. <laughs> yeah. We, so, we always talk about how much we like adore you and how you like light oh. up our days. So, so even Thank when you, you like Bethany, like, I spoke to Terry Taylor. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And I get to um so not a lot of my clients have my my personal cell phone number, but you do because I feel the need to text you nonsense on a regular basis. <laughs> yes. And I love the nonsense that we text that I text with both of you. Um yes. Thank you. I feel so privileged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet you didn't know that. Yeah, not a lot of not I a lot didn't. of clients have a personal cell phone number. So as you know, what we do at Chatting Over Chatter is we talk about soup, podcasts, how you got in the podcasting industry, what podcast you listen to, and then the last segment is Biz Please, and that's when Biz Please tell us all your business, where we can find yes. you. So let's talk about, first, your soup experience. So you were not aware until today that the reason why I give all of our guests Spoonful of Comfort is because of you. And you had divulged something to me a few months back, which everybody knows now, um, that you are pregnant. Yes. And you are unable to keep food down. And I was like, I am such a big component of everybody must eat at all times. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that philosophy. <laughs> that I was talking to Sherlyn and I was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do for Terry? What are we going to do for Terry? And we found Spoonful of Comfort. And and then I, like I said, I stalked you. So then I proceeded to stalk you because I was watching the tracking and I was like, did you get your package? Did you get your package? Do you remember? <laughs> like, did it come yet? It was like late night. We were texting too. Like, is it there? Is it there? Did someone steal it? <laughs> yes. It was like, it was like quarter, 
maybe like 11.30, quarter of 12, my time. Your time, yep. And I was concerned about somebody in your building taking your package. Mm-hmm. So so tell me about your experience when you got your package and, and what you thought. Well, first off, it was so beautifully like put together. I, I may have shed a tear. I can't remember because it was, it was like the first trimester when I was going through morning sickness. And I remember my husband, because, you know, my, my folks, they've been showing me so much love. Like, Bethany, you've sent me plenty of packages. And I was like, oh, what's that? Nobody sends the guy anything when, you know. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you got more stuff? What's that? And I was like, damn, people love her. They send her spoons and, <laughs> and soup and cookies and all that. It was so good, though. It was chicken noodle soup. And um, it was so helpful. And that was one of the things I just ate in the morning because I really couldn't do anything else. So my chicken noodle soup and my crackers. I was like, okay, spoon, what is it? Spoonful of comfort? Yes. Of a bacon to me fan because I liked it. It was really good. And they have other, other um, what is it, snacks and things that you can order as well, right? Yep. They have cookies. Okay. They have like, a, yeah, they have, they have a plethora of things. The cookies and the rolls, those disappeared in like 24 hours. <laughs> and you got hella spoiled because I did send you um, special treats because I did send you. So Spoonful of Comfort also has little spoons. And what what does what does Rhett say? I think he says, um, oh, it's like, is it Mama Spoon and Papa Spoon or something like that? Oh, I, I forget, but it says something about our role as a parent. And I know he keeps using my spoon. I went to go look for my spoon and I was like, I'm not the papa. Where's my mama's spoon? <laughs> <laughs> but it's engraved on there. But yes, you got us the mom and dad spoon. <laughs> that is so fun. I swear. <laughs> These men always take ropes. Like, seriously. Right? My, no, my, my fiance will have like the wifey mug. And I'm like, oh, so you're wifey today too? Right? <laughs> like, oh, okay, hey, wifey. Like, what are you doing? Like, it literally has their name on it. Like, it literally <laughs> has their role. Yes. yes. Oh, <laughs> that tickled me, Elmo. <laughs> I have oh never God. met Rhett, but the amount of times that we talk about Rhett, I feel like yes. that he is my brother from another mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. And I feel like him and your husband might be related based on the things we've talked about with our husbands. Yes, they are. They yeah. are. They're, they're siblings. <laughs> I can't. Yes. I can't <laughs> so tell us about your experience. You have been a, a profound person in, in the podcasting industry. Uh, you, your Her Space podcast now cultivating Her Space has dropped already millions of downloads and the short amount of time of two years. Like, what an accomplishment. What a feat. Where I, I, as you know, we are in so many podcast Facebook groups and everybody's like, how do I get 1,000 downloads? And Terry's like, please, please, I got one million, I got millions of downloads. No, I should, oh, Terry is not like that. Terry is very humble. <laughs> yeah, not at all. That is not me. like that at all. Yeah. That's me playing Terry, but Terry is not like that at all. <laughs> So tell me, tell us about your transition and your history and how you came upon podcasting. Yeah, you know, it's funny to be honest, like, so I've had a blog for about, what was it, like seven years, and I've always wanted to do something in the world where I was like giving back and, you know, inspiring people and sharing my story. 
and it's funny because podcasting was this new thing to me. And I, I often, believe it or not, Bethany, you're probably not going to believe this, but I often jump on the bandwagon late. So like, remember when Twitter came out and whatever you want to call him, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever you want to call him, he was on there like first. I remember him promoting it heavily. And I was like, oh, I don't need this thing. What's this thing? Because, you know, when that, when everyone's talking about it and it's the hype, you're just like, some of us are just like, well, I'll wait and see, you know, what it's really about. And then Twitter popped off and I was like, dang, I should have got in early. But with podcasting, I felt like it was at this point where everyone and their mom had a podcast. And I had friends like, oh, you should start a podcast. I was just like, man, I want me to do something else. I already got the blog. I'm already like, you know, going live. I'm on social media. And so I honestly just let the idea fall by the wayside. Because I was like, I work full time. I'm busy. I don't have time to start a podcast. I'm like, what? I don't even know what to do, like how to start this. So. I kind of let that idea lie dormant. And then when I spoke at a conference a few years ago, I met my co-host Dom and she's a professor at the college. And so we just connected after my session. We were like, let's do lunch, you know, one day. And like literally six months later, we ended up doing lunch because we're so busy. And so we met up and Dom is not super technical, but she still has a passion to like do something for black women. And so we met up and we had this dinner and we were like, let's do something for our community. And then we were like, what about a podcast? And we were both like, well, I don't know how to do this, but let's do it. Let's try and see, you know, what comes out of it. And so we literally just started a podcast from like after that dinner. We like started crafting our you know name and episodes and try to think of like a, a mission for that work. And that's literally like how that journey was birthed by accident, I guess. <laughs> I love that too, because Sometimes it takes you meeting someone who has that same passion and fire that you do to like help you realize I'm ready to do this. Like this is what we need to do. Like our voices combined, and it is because I truly enjoy your podcast. Like I remember the first time um, I got introduced to you, and I was like, "Oh, let me see what she's about." And then I saw I'm like, "I'm like, oh, she's promoting at the time her space podcast," and I was like. Okay, and then I started like listening to it, and I was just as someone who like you know have a lot of friends who they're black women or they're Afro Latino, and seeing what they go through, I was like, yeah, you guys need to listen to this. I'm like because it's so uplifting and it's so difficult to find things out there that are uplifting women, especially you know black women. So I was, I was just so happy and like, I loved it so much. And I was like, I was like sending it out to all my friends. I was like, guys, the motivation you need, like the, the topics you guys cover, I just, just this is perfection. Thank you for that, Sharon. And that's a really good point as far as like you meeting someone where you can come together with this idea because having, you know, I've done solo journeys, like whether it's writing a book or doing a blog and I mean, when you're doing that solo journey, you got to like pull yourself up when you're not motivated and, and, and show up. And so I really think that the fact that, you know, we were able to be so consistent over the past two years and literally post an episode every single Friday. I think it's really because of the team effort, because I've never been consistent with anything else in life besides probably brushing my teeth. And even some days, like with morning sickness, I mean, don't judge me, but some days <laughs> I'm like, all right, we're going to have to do some mouthwash and I'll brush tomorrow. But like, you know what I mean? Like it, that was one of the most consistent things I've ever done. So having a team is so key for sure. And I think what's so beautiful about you and Dom is you guys are so very different, but you guys just embrace and bring out the best of each other. And your conversations are so on. I, I have the privilege of listening to them prior 
to them being dropped and giving Terry my commentary about each episode, which I have to say, Terry, you're such a dream because you take my opinion and my my commentary and you really hold it to heart. And there have been times when it hasn't been agreeable for mm-hmm. what you, you and Dom were trying to say. Yes. And you really took the time to have a conversation with me about it and see where I was coming from. And I took the time to honor where you and Dom were intending to go. So you are so, so great at having hard conversations, but having impactful conversations. And I feel like that that can be seen in your conversations and in your episodes with Cultivating Her Space podcast, because you and Dom don't necessarily agree with everything, but there's always that respect and that always there's always that, I heard you say, is that what was meant? And girl, you just helped me to be more mature. Uh, well, let me tell you, you, I feel like there, there are, I mean, your comments, y'all, you probably saw me laughing when Becky was talking about the commentary. I feel so lucky to get these commentary emails. Sherlyn, I don't know if she tells you about these or if I have to forward them to you, if it's okay with Bethany. These emails have me rolling, okay? <laughs> Especially the girls' night. One where Bethany's like, well, you can ask for my opinion on the questions that y'all shared, but this is what I think. And then she gave me story. I mean, it was just so hilarious. Like, I, Bethany, I love those emails. I'm so grateful that you get to listen beforehand. But there was one episode in particular where I'm like, yo, Bethany saved our asses from, um, from just like people chewing us up online because I think sometimes when you're recording, you you ever see someone do an interview and you're just like, why the hell would they say that? Like, what are they thinking? But then when you're the one doing an interview, you just talk and you're speaking and you think that you're saying what you mean. But then when you listen back, you're like, oh, wait, I could have said that differently. But in the moment, you're just having a conversation. So I understand and have a lot more empathy for personalities, radio personalities, people who do interviews because you're not always in tune with exactly how it's coming across. And so that one episode was you oh, provided some insightful feedback and we re-recorded some stuff. We tweaked some stuff and changed it around because what we were trying to say was definitely not the way that it came across, especially for certain groups of women. And so you definitely saved us there. So I, I feel like our reviews, because when people, when they don't like one thing, they'll give your whole podcast a one-star review. And I was just like, Bethany, you saved us. Thank you. So yes. I'd be bragging about you like you are braggalicious and I'd be like oh because you know my my famous friends Terry Lomax (laughs) (laughs) will name drop like nobody's business I don't care I don't care care. (laughs) thank you and we always always regard to you as like our ideal client every time like you are the standard at which we hold Mm -hmm. people that we have like discovery calls with or like Bethany ends up, you know, like interviews. Like you legitimately are. Because we're always like, mm-hmm. I need good pay. Do we want them? Are they are they as good as Terry? Oh what would Terry do? WWTD. I, I never knew this. <laughs> I wasn't gonna tell you, but getting <laughs> <laughs> oh out conceited and stuff. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> so so tell our listeners, because if they are starting in, in the podcasting journey, the question is focus on downloads. I don't really like to focus on downloads because I, yeah. I feel like, look, if you reached four people and it either 
brightened somebody's day or gave them a nugget or a gem or something to hold on to that's going to make it through the day. Kudos, kudos, kudos. But for the sake of downloads, girl, how'd you do it in two years, 24 months? You know what? To be honest, it's so non-traditional and unconventional. I think this is probably one of the most successful ventures to date that I've had in my like life and career um, by way of, I want to say public accolades, because I think that a million downloads in that time definitely shows you like, oh, wow, you're doing something right. But I don't say that to, to minimize the work that I've done in other capacities where the downloads may not have been that, you know, grand publicly, but it's touched someone. Cause I'm with you. I'm like, I've done speeches where we thought it would be thousands of people there. And for whatever reason, something, whether it was like weather or shoot, pandemic, whatever, a few people showed up. And my thing is, if I touch one person in that room, it was still a valuable event and I'll show up, you know, for one person like I would for a thousand. So I don't want us to get too caught up in the numbers. But what I will say is with this being one of the most successful, I want to say public ventures, um, the crazy thing is we were not really focused on numbers. And I think that that was a testament to me. And I actually look at my goals a little bit differently today because I'm trying to practice this, this, uh, this sort of detachment method with goals where it's not about you know, the end, like, oh, how many numbers, you know, how many downloads, but it's more about the impact and showing up. And so I really value showing up for myself in private so that I can succeed in public. So for me, it's like that those first couple episodes, even though we didn't have a lot of downloads and people weren't, you know, they didn't know about us, we were showing up like we had a million downloads before we did. So it was making sure that our, you know, trying to tweak the quality and get the quality good. Cause some of our episodes, the quality is like, horrible and now with the pandemic and us trying to like record virtually sometimes it's hit or miss but like making sure our quality is on point making sure our topics are related to our audience really focusing on the foundation and then I feel like once we did that and we showed up consistently then the numbers really came so I think that was really um, critical in our journey is like getting clear on who are we serving and how can we provide content that resonates with them I also think that a lot of times we need to think about what are those conversations that either are not being had or that we can offer a new fresh perspective with. You know what I mean? I like to dive into the taboo topics. I like to dive in, I like to be as transparent as I feel comfortable being. And so I talk about struggling with depression and, you know, having a miscarriage and these things because in my mind, I often felt like I was alone in my journey. And so when I hear other people talk about their journey, it's like, oh my gosh, like I don't feel alone. So if I feel that way, I'm, I'm, I'm sure someone else does. So I think just giving, holding space for those types of conversations, I think is really important, to, no matter what your industry is. I love that too, because it's, it's so brave. Um, and I think being vulnerable with your audience in general is, it's important because then people truly feel like they get to know you. And then you start to feel like a friend, a friend that I want to just listen to all the time. You know what I mean? And a friend that I want to support in whatever venture she's doing. And I think that that's what you and Dom really bring to the table is that you guys feel like that girlfriend that's like not afraid to, you know, say things that are difficult and like talk about topics that are difficult. And then you bring in these amazing women that you interview on top of that. So you get all these perspectives and it does, it just feels like I'm having an amazing conversation with some friends. Yes. I love to hear that. Cause that's really what we wanted. We were like, you know, I think when you're starting a podcast, you know, what vibe do I want my people to get? 
And ours was like, we want us to be like, we're on the couch, you know, sipping wine or sipping some water in my case, right? Because I'm not drinking wine while I'm pregnant. Uh, you want to be sipping your wine and just like having a conversation on the couch. You might have your head wrap on, right? You might be laid back, you know, texting your boo as you chat, but like having that type of vibe, that's really what we wanted. So I'm so happy to hear that, Sherline. <laughs> And I also love that you integrate some dudes, like the dudes that are lucky enough to be a part of this podcast, because they're few yeah. and far between. But the dudes that you have on there, they're magic. They do, they just say some stuff that make me, and I am not a blusher, because I'm, so I'm like, I done. Oh, yes. Seen it, heard it, <laughs> and done it twice on Sunday. And everything that you do, and everything that your your kind of aura and your presence is, is regarding connection. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that's why your podcast does so well. I feel like that's why Mocha Girl blog did so well. I feel like that, like, for a long time, you were part of Silicon Valley. You were, you were part of Asana. You, you were part of all of these major things that impact our country and world globally. But you, you are always so humble and you always stay connected to who you are and, and your dreams. And I love your book, How to Glow Up As You Grow Up. I have it right here. I bought like 4,000 copies. Sherilyn has <laughs> mine's, mine's so like bent. Thank <laughs> oh, you. Yes. Yes. And I love that you shout out, uh, your ex-boyfriend Shane, who, um, <laughs> is probably just kicking his own ass right now for being the dirty dog that he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That is hilarious. Oh. Hey, Shane, you messed up. You fucked up. Shane fucked up. Say it for the people in the back. Shane fucked up. People in the back. Shane fucked up. <laughs> Bethany, I cannot. It'll make me cry. Not only does your book tell your story and in, in your transition and and speak about heartache that you've experienced in your life. It also adds commentary and space and areas where you can take your story and somebody who's reading it can relate their own story and learn how to transition through that that mm-hmm. trauma and that heartache. And that's what's so important. It's like, okay, we've had this experience. How do we move it through our bodies? So that we can have an extract and we can make space for harmony. Yes. I, cause I've never read something that is like, so like you were saying, it's vulnerable. You know what I mean? You're talking about your experiences. But then it's also workbook style for me to like work through my own shit yeah. and my, my own goals. So I thought that that was brilliant to be able to combine that both. Cause it's like, you know how things sometimes like self help stuff is I have to push through this and like, oh right. hey, but this is really neat because of the way that you combined both. Because mm-hmm. I felt like I'm like, oh shit, like she went through this, I've gone through something similar or like, oh, I understand that. And then now like, hey, here, like jot these things down because this is how this helped me and you like physically have it in here for me to like yeah. jot down. So I thought that was brilliant. Thank you so much for that. Like when I hear that, it's so, I mean, sometimes being a creative is a lonely journey, even with podcasting, because you don't always get the feedback. Like we see the downloads because we release episodes every Thursday night 
and typically Fridays when folks will tune in and we see the downloads and then we're like, I'm always so thirsty for feedback. Like, what do you think? You know what I mean? And so when you're writing a book, when you're doing this, you don't always get that feedback. So hearing that that's how you are received it is so like, oh, it's so valuable to me because that is what I intended it to be. Like, I wanted to make sure it wasn't a story. It wasn't a self-help book where it's like, here's my story, everyone. This is, I'm so great. This is what I've done. Like, no, it's like, here's my story. I want to hold your hand as you walk through your own story as well, because these are difficult conversations. I mean, we're talking about abuse, right? We're talking about miscarriage. We're talking about forgiving your parents for who God knows what, right? We're talking about really difficult conversations. And so being able to walk through that together and even my own BS, like I talk about my own toxicity in the book as well. And I think those are conversations that you really have to you have to walk delicately through that journey because you can turn people off, right? You can scare people. You can cause people to just close the book and they're like, okay, I, I can't do this. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And as being black women, we are always taught struggle, but don't complain. Mm-hmm. Like just do it and have the internal sadness and feeling of overwhelm but you need to do it all. Mm-hmm. And that is in, you know, bone marrow of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. So your book gives permission for not only everyone who reads it, but for specifically black women to say, you're allowed to deal with your ish and be happy. Even if that means that you have to change your relationship with the most impactful people in your life Mm -hmm. to do so it's okay like you give the blessing absolutely I would agree with that wholeheartedly and I think I've watched so many women around me like I'm the kind of person I forget there's like a term for this but I probably have like what is it baby brain pregnancy brain whatever it is I can't remember the term but it's like where you learn from other people. Like I live vicariously through other people by way of like lessons. So I was that kid where I'm like, all right, this is what they're going through. Okay. I see that. I don't want that shit. So I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure I don't experience that. And so I saw my grandmother who had such a big heart. I remember you know, she had so many dreams and goals that she wanted to accomplish. And because she was raising everyone else's kids, because she put her husband and his dreams first, my grandfather, right? Because she was bending over backwards for everyone else, she didn't get a chance to do the things that she really wanted to do. And I saw what that did to her. And I was like, oh, hell no. I appreciate, you know, your warrior spirit. And I'm a warrior, but I'm I'm taking, I'm filling my cup first. And I'm, I'm setting a new tone for generations that come after me. And also, I just want to say this one thing. Um, we haven't announced this publicly yet, but I, you know, I'm pregnant now and I'm having a girl. And to know that I am carrying my grandchildren as I carry her, that is so fascinating to me. And I've done so much healing work, you know, in my life. But just to know that, like, this work is serious. Like, we are impacting generations. The same way that we transfer generational trauma, right, through generations, we can transfer generational healing. And I truly believe that. And so to know, like, my baby girl already has her ovaries and, like, she has her little eggs that she's, she's going to have when she's born. And my grandbabies are like already in my tummy and they're getting all this healing. They're getting all this energy. Like that blesses my heart so much. That's amazing because I think I, I often, you know, I have conversations with people about, you know, legacy and how genetically, like just through our generations, we brought on traumas 
You know what I mean? And I talk so much about how I want to heal so that I, when I have kids, I don't pass those traumas on to them. Um, and of course, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as well. But I'm like, that's why it's like focusing on your healing. You focus on your healing and then you'll be able to pass it on to your children. And I think it's amazing because like my grandmother, right? She um, had 10 kids. And so it's like with 10 kids, six of them were girls, you know what I mean? And four boys. And we have very strong women in my family. But most people, most Latin women, especially immigrant women, because you know what I mean? I was born in DR. The goal is like get a husband and like, you know, have kids. That wasn't it for my grandmother. My grandmother pushed us. She was like, I, you know, got taken out of school in the third grade because I had to tend to the farm and I had to help my brothers and sisters. She goes, I love to read. She goes, and I couldn't. She goes, I would sneak to the library and try to like take books to learn to read. And so like for her, it was so important. Like with her grandkids and her kids, she would literally have us like sit there and just read. The woman didn't know a look at English. <laughs> she didn't know what we were reading aloud to her. But, like, she had to do it, you know what I mean? And she always told us, like, you know, take care of you. She's like, if you don't take care of you, she's like, you're not going to have the fuel or the energy to, to you know, create a better life for yourself or do anything for yourself. So for her, it was always so important. And then after that, you know what I mean? She's like, if you can find the right person that will blend into your life, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. And I admire her so much for that because... I can only imagine the traumas she went through in her childhood for her to be like, you know, this is what I want you to do for yourself. Like, I give you permission. So I know that in her own way, of course, she still has her old, like, old mindsets, you know, generous yes. sensations. But I know that she had to do some form of healing for herself in order to be able to see that child. Shout out to grandmas. I feel like grandparents should just live forever. Like, come <laughs> on, <laughs> you know? So, because we're getting way too deep and sincere and serious, and we can't roll with that, um, I am proud to announce that Terry has dropped that she's having a girl, and she has allowed me to name her baby Rettery, which is a mix of Rhett and Terry. Hilarious. I love it. (laughs) Bethany will text me this name. How's Rettery doing? <laughs> and the name is so cringe. <laughs> She's not really naming her child Rettery. I have named her. I'm like, did you tell Rettery that Auntie B says hello? Yes. <laughs> like, oh. oh my gosh. One day Terry's going to change her number and I'm going to no. get a you've been, you've been blocked. <laughs> no, I will not. I want to keep you all around as long as possible (laughs) so our next segment is what podcast you listen to and you gave us a couple Uh, first off cultivating her space podcast and we've already gone into a significant detail on why your podcast is amazing with dr dom and why it is so impactful for so many people um men women uh people who relate as females everybody just knows that this podcast if you listen to it once you get sucked in one of my very good um personal friends that i know irl she put on her instagram i found this podcast and i was like that's terry's podcast like i'm tagging terry (laughs) (laughs) that's my boo (laughs) (laughs) so when 
I have friends that don't even know that I know you and they shout you out. I like lose my mind. The cheerleading of Sherline and I for you and Dom is a little absurd. <laughs> oh, guys. No, <laughs> you already know that you're the bomb.com when it comes to your podcast. Mm-hmm. But you also stated that you listened to The School of Greatness with Lewis House. Yeah. So I have to tell you, I am probably like one of the, one of only like three people in the entire world who didn't know who Lewis House was before I met you, Terry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I listened to, I listened to his episode and he had like this Swedish guy who I can't remember what his name is and I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about how his wife had committed suicide and she kissed her children and then she like jumped out of a window or off a building. Oh my gosh. And he was in such despair. He didn't know what to do. And he like just plunged himself into cold water because he just was at a loss. So now he's created all of these excavations for when you're in a depressive state to like plunge into cold water with him. Okay. And it was, it, it, it was so intriguing because his his thought process was, and it makes sense, mm. you can't really focus on your depression if you're freezing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is a really good point. <laughs> so, I that episode. Yes, I'll, I'll send it to you. But I was I like, this episode is wild. Like, his whole wow. aesthetic was wild. It, he was so intriguing. But I was like, wow. So how did, so why did you choose Lewis Howes? What, what about him inspires you? Yeah, so, well, let's see. Um, this was a hard question because I don't listen to a lot of podcasts because we, I don't want to like get, I, you know, too many ideas from someone else. Cause sometimes you see something and you're like, Oh, let me do this online. But it's like, no, I want to be like, you know, in our own lane. So this was a hard question, but I've been following Lewis House for years. Um, I saw, like I followed him in the beginning of his journey. So watching him evolve has been so cool. And, I love his studio and I think his commitment to excellence is something I really admire. I like to follow people that inspire me. So I think seeing his journey from the beginning and seeing his interview skills continue to develop and evolve, seeing, you know, his studio set and just seeing him reach some of his goals has been really inspiring. But as far as his guests, I love the way that he makes his guests feel. And so for me, as like an aspiring at this time, I was an aspiring interviewer. I wanted to learn how to interview better and I love the way that he made people feel. Like I love the uh, the way he he praises his guests at the end and like he takes the moment to like celebrate them. And sometimes you can tell that it really catches someone off guard and they're just like, Oh wow, thank you so much. And he's had so many great people. I mean, he's interviewed like Tony Robbins, Lisa Nichols, he's had so many great people on his show. And to see some of them sort of like flush and just feel like this genuine admiration he's very intentional about that that love and the compliments he gives them it's not just like oh you're amazing but it's like specific reasons on why they are great and so i love that and i just love his interview style i think the guests he has on are really inspiring as well and have really great stories and so that's what attracted me to his podcast it's really and i actually watch on youtube so i don't listen i actually watch the interviews on the school of greatness and so for me it's like the whole production in addition to like his story no, and I think that's awesome to be able to, you know, because I, I think it makes a difference when you can actually genuinely make your guests feel like, hey, you know about them. 
you know what I mean? Because I, I think that that happens often is that, you know, uh, someone will go on and then like they're kind of like trying to figure out questions as it goes along and it kind of, yes. you can almost hear the pain like <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> the yeah. end of it. And so I think making your guests feel comfortable and like you genuinely know about them and care about what they have to say that you're not just trying to fill a slot you know what I mean, is is an amazing interview technique and style to use because you want to make sure that, A, you're informed to bring your audience the right person, you know what I mean, yes. and then also to make sure that that person feels appreciated for taking their time to, you know, go on your show as well. And the guest notes, like, there's nothing as, like, awkward, as awkward as when you see someone interviewing and they just say some stuff and you're like, this, you got the wrong person, or like, no, that's not mine, or... And, but when you research someone well to the point where they're like, how do you know that? Like Bethany will research. She's been posting some stuff for me. But I'm like, Bethany, I know that we work together and everything. But like, when did I say that? Or how did you find this quote? And then she's like, oh, I was just stalking and doing my research. I was like, okay, girl, I, I see you. She hardcore FBI. Okay. Yes. The FBI is missing out. Bill's criminal justice days have paid itself. And dividends in my okay, researching. That's what it is. Okay, got you. I, I can <laughs> dig Don't pull up. one on Bethany. Dirt. <laughs> dirt. Dirty dirt. Dirty dirt. <laughs> so, yeah, one day I like found a picture of like Terry and her grandmother. She was like, uh, um, should I be concerned? And I was like, I told you I was going to find some stuff. <laughs> Don't worry about my methods. <laughs> I'm so grateful to know you. I'm so grateful for like, and the short amount of time that we actually got up together. You truly are a sister friend. I cannot believe that we only have known each other since April of last year. I know, not even a full year. Not even a full year. Crazy, and we're like family now. I mean, we'll be together for the rest of life. <laughs> like. You have helped me not only in your friendship, you've helped me be more professional. You've helped me be more organized. You've helped me know who I want in my life and how I want them in my life. And I know that we goof around a lot but you are such an important part of of who i am and who i want to transform myself to be so thank you and i love you bethany oh my gosh you're gonna make me cry i love you too and i'm so grateful i'm so grateful that we met the way that we did i mean it was such a it was such a fluke right like i'm just like reaching out to people trying to find someone i can work with in like a virtual assistant capacity and we, I think we just like hopped on the phone. It was like, oh, this is it, you know? So I am so grateful for you and like the joy that you bring, you know, to our meetings and the way that you, I mean, you just run stuff sometimes, even without me. Like when I was that first trimester, especially when I was just like super sick, you were like, I got you, girl. Boom, I'm going to do this and take care of business. I mean, having someone do that for your, your brand and business is, that's a big deal. And so thank you for all that you do. Oh. <laughs> oh, but Terry, gosh. this segment is called This Please. So give us all of the the this. What's going on with your um what do you have to promote? Give us all the games. 
Yes. So let's see. The first thing I want to promote is my free podcasting masterclass. This is a masterclass that Bethany has attended. Um, and basically, this is a guide to creating and maintaining a successful podcast. But I also share tips on how my co-host and I achieved such a great success by way of downloads in such a short amount of time. So you can go ahead and enroll and register for free at yourguidetopodcasting.com. That's yourguidetopodcasting.com. And then I also have another free webinar. And this is all about monetization. Because now that we have the podcast foundation, it's like, okay, how do we make some money? How do we automate our money making? And so if you visit brandwithterry.com, I have another uh, free workshop where you can learn more about monetization and automating the money-making machines so that you can make some money while you sleep. In all of the webinars that Terry provides, so much information is given. You literally have to have a pen and paper because you will be writing notes like a crazy person. And you give so much of yourself in the, in the webinars. And then if there is an opportunity to work with Terry, she gives even more. Like she'd be having calls once a week, she makes sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. If you show a little bit of of ownership that you want it, she will be right, right there with you. She will ride or die. Got you. Thank you, Bethany. <laughs> this was so fun. I mean, we haven't... I was telling uh, Bethany Sherline that we usually meet for business and we're like meeting for work. And, you know, we look a lot... Di- I know I look a lot different in those meetings um, with no makeup and stuff. But it's all good. But no, this is so fun. I think you all are doing a great job. Thank you so much for having me. And um, this was so, so fun. I love you both. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay stay super. super.